0: You know you make me wanna shout a little little, 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 little,
1: little. Hello and welcome to Ship it Shout it, your product management and product marketing podcast. I'm Daniel with product management
0: and I'm Lena with product marketing. Very good. <laughs> we got it right. Yay. Cool. Yeah, welcome to this episode 3 out of 3 Woo. for our D&D mini series. So, this episode is all about launch. And for that, we'll be talking you through demos and also we'll be telling you where the demos fit into the sales funnel.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Quickly to recap from the last two episodes, you remember the first episode was about the discovery phase. Mm -hmm. So we talked about our target audience. We also talked about the product evolution in general. And the second episode was all about the delivery. So we had a discussion about the tone and style, including some naming conversation for the product and we decided that we're gonna go with DD tales Very rather good. than DD for seniors uh-huh. and yeah today demos
1: all right so as as per the last couple of episodes let's start with a an analysis or an understanding of where's where is the current product at when you've got an existing product line to play with uh, that you are creating a new entrant into good to understand what the current status is mm-hmm. so if we're looking at demos, good to ask, how is the current product demoed then? Yeah. There are sort of three main ways that a customer demos d d Classic. And in this context, we're talking about demoing in the sense of experiencing a version of the product that gives you an idea of what's to come, but is not the full version of yeah. the product. I think that's possibly the best summary we've got here. Yeah. And so the the first way, and I think the kind of oldest way that people would experience D&D, classic, if you will, and mm-hmm. this is the way that I got into the product, mm. in, into D&D, was uh, playing it at a local game store. Mm-hmm. And so what this would look like is um, you turn up to your, your local game store and they would have a list of the events that were happening. And one of the events that would usually happen every single week on a certain day would be pre-arranged Dungeons and Dragons sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there'd be a dungeon master provided and you'd turn up and they'd have everything ready for you like if you wanted you could bring your own character there but otherwise they'd have a pre-made character they'd have all the dice they'd have the maps everything Mm -hmm. like you could really just set turn up and experience DD, as it were yeah they've really tapped into this captive audience for DD, as it were because people who go to local game stores to play board games or magic the gathering or whatever it's a very slippery slope from there to D and D, as it were. Right. Um, so that's that, that's kind of a the, the classic way and one of the biggest avenues that mm-hmm. Wizards Wizards of the Coast has for demoing the product. Mm. Um, and the more recent way of of demoing the product is to kind of experience other people playing it. Um, and by and we've talked about this in previous episodes a little bit, but this is the demo where you are watching a YouTube video or listening to a podcast of another group playing Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. um and so this is more of a vicarious kind of experience and I mean both of these first two they have different strengths and weaknesses like experiencing other players playing you you get much more of a sense of what a cohesive group that has been doing this for a long time seems like but you're still on the out you're 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 not experiencing you're not co-creating the story at all Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand if you are participating at the local game store these are people you probably don't know you don't know the dungeon master it might be a story you've just been kind of parachuted into yeah and so you haven't got the context nor the the trust and the background built up with the party you're playing with to really experience what and what a full setup what a what a built-up campaign with people you love and trust Mm -hmm. can be like i guess
0: which i guess leads to the third way of trying out the product and that is well, to try it yourself. And that's the way that I was demoed. Um, <laughs> and that was just... You decided that you wanted to play D&D and asked a, gr- a group um, of a few friends if they wanted to also play D&D. And you bought the starter set and we just kind of went from there. And I remember this being a quite a fun way of exploring this. I guess it had all the upsides from the two other the two other ways that you just explained without the downside. So I was I was part of building the story and driving the the narrative and deciding and all that kind of stuff. But I was with friends who I had a backstory with, who I trusted. So it really was probably out of the three ways that's to me the ideal way to demo it
1: but i guess we got you into it though because it was a really low low commitment low cost way for you though right like there was a pre-made character you were able to just pick up and play for me it was really easy as a as a fledgling dungeon master they had they had all the explanations of like, okay, say this at this point, tell your players this, do this with the goblins, blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. all really well scaffolded. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as Lena said, like you still got very much an experience of what the full game is like.
0: Mm. Yeah. And interestingly, talking about demos, I think this is only sort of a demo because you're already a customer at this point. So you Truth. have You've bought, bought this data set. Yeah. Which I mean it's it's quite low cost, but you you have still purchased, purchased something, something from the company, yep. so it's it's, it's only a, a semi demo like I
1: yeah, I mean it's a demo in the sense of per our initial definition, it's giving you a taste of what the full version of the game can be like, but it's it's very, very scaffolded in a way that. The full game is not going to be, and also from the business side, I'm pretty sure Wizards of the Coast will have priced this as I think that would make either no profit or it's a loss leader, yeah, because it's the price point is super low. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So
0: that makes sense. So leading on from that, we arrive at the question: Okay, this is how D&D is, you know, demoed so far. How should our new product be demoed though? Should Mm -hmm. it be different in any way?
1: Once again, I think it's a similar approach to demoing is going to work, but it's going to require adaptations to fit the new user group. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, local game stores fits really well for the user group for D&D Classic who are gamers, essentially, who Mm -hmm. like lots of rules and and have Mm -hmm. already live in this world. But this new user group, intrinsically is is other people who don't want to deal with all the rules and want to yeah. do the storytelling stuff. And so probably they aren't frequenting the local game stores. You would have yeah. to actively bring them there and they won't feel comfortable there. Mm-hmm. So you were suggesting like, for example, community centers might be one place or events or libraries, I think you said, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think anything that's just a bit broader than a game store. So you still want it to be a place where people go relatively frequently and Mm. where they feel comfortable going. But for our target audience, that's not the game store. That is probably something more like the library or something like that. Another idea we came up with is also um, companies sponsoring those types of events, which Mm. could be fun. I can can see that, you know, like a fun after work activity, have a dungeon master come in and do a round of D&D just to try it out. Something like that so that would be kind of the the equivalent to the first one to our game stores experience mm-hmm. the the second one experiencing others playing i think works probably similarly although i would say that for this group it's probably an even weaker way of experiencing the game mm-hmm. just because in our first group we have the the more games oriented people and in this group, it's more about the storytelling, and so I think those that target audience is less likely to really enjoy watching someone else play this game and just learning that way mm-hmm. and then, of course, the third way actually playing it yourself, I think is still still the highest highest payoff in terms of demoing, leading to to a customer. Conversion, as it were. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And then I guess uh, how you demo it is then going to change a little bit though. Um, And and what gets demoed? So how do we decide or what should go in the demo specifically for this user group? um, Yeah. It's kind of an interesting question.
0: And I think it is because D&D is such a huge realm and there are so many things that happen within it. So how do we decide what to do and what not to do i guess so you know some rules to st- or some things to stay away from are, for example the following i think too many rules you want to just like stay away from that because that is the whole point of the product almost we True. we've um we've condensed it down to the d Tales storytelling mode kind of thing. We mm-hmm. don't really want to bring in too many rules. We also don't really want to bring in too much explanation about what is what, um, what class is what, what race is what, what, what's a dagger, what's a short sword, what's a, you know.
1: All the mechanic stuff, basically, exactly. right?
0: And then I think as a last one, you also don't want to be forcing anyone to really do anything. So... Don't force people to speak in their character's voice or make a certain decision or anything like that. Like, really have it really nice and light and make people feel comfortable, I think.
1: I mean, let people do what is what they enjoy, what, what, like, find what they enjoy doing out of it and then stick to that rather than having to embrace any aspects of it, right? Yeah, that's um, right. Which I guess it brings us to the sort of, okay, so that's the don't do's and mm-hmm. the do do's, as it were. <laughs> make it really easy to get into the demo. So Mm -hmm. get into the story. And the way to do that, cliches exist for a reason and Mm -hmm. it's because they are what springs immediately to mind for Mm -hmm. people. Um, So lean into the cliches, lean into those story and character tropes. Uh, Yeah. Like, I don't know, the the party meets in a tavern Mm -hmm. or... Your quest is to save the world, or you need to fight the dragon, um, or even something silly like all dwarves have Scottish accents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything to make it really like fit into a box into your these new players' minds that already exists, rather than them feeling totally at sea. Yeah, I guess I think
0: just that recognition value is really something to strive for here, where you're like, oh. I know this. Yeah,
1: I get it. Yeah. I've seen Lord of the Rings.
0: Exactly. Just that. And then you immediately get that feeling of being part of it rather than it being something totally foreign to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it needs to, I guess it needs to be an adventure and something new, but not completely new. new. So new that you feel off balance, Yeah, I suppose.
0: And I think interestingly, bringing us back to TV shows like Community, Stranger Things, etc., they do exactly that. So when you think back to those episodes, they also kind of go on this huge quest, and they have this mission, or they fight this big baddie, or something like that. And they do not really talk about rules too much, or how to set up the character too much, and all that kind of thing. So they really focus on the the fun doing part yeah, of this whole thing. So
1: exactly, and the, and I think the, like going further on that, looking at the TV shows what they start with um in these d d themed episodes they don't they don't do this full exposition bit of introducing all of the characters yeah. or as you said looking at the rules or any any sort of slow build up it's straight into the action it's mm-hmm. straight into you're attacked by orcs or you see the necromancers tower or mm-hmm. something like this like and like, this makes sense. Go straight to the fun. What are people there for? They're there to yeah. have fun. They're there to tell the story. Put them straight into that bit. Yeah. And then backfill what is necessary as you go along. In medias res, that's your friend here. Mm-hmm. Um, straight into the action Yes,
0: bit. definitely. Okay, great. Well, let's take a, I guess, a step back and look at the bigger picture of why are we demoing something? Right. And that is because, like you were saying, we want to convert it into a sale. So that brings us to our sales funnel And we want to look at, in particular, where does our demo fit into the sales funnel? And so we already alluded to that a little bit earlier, but um, the demo here is kind of interesting because the best way to demo the product is if you've bought the starter kit, Mm. meaning you've already purchased something. So the demo actually kind of comes not like in a typical sales funnel where the demo comes before the, the actual sale
1: it's well it's sort of like you've you've already plonked down money which already yeah. means you're a pretty warm prospect but i think what we've decided or, or what what we've talked our way around a little bit is like that's still a demo really like mm-hmm. you you you're not a con- you're not converted yet you're 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 a long way down the funnel by the time you've bought the starter kit but i think we're calling a sale we're calling a a completion um is if you've gone on to buy
0: the a, second thing. Exactly, I guess. like a yeah. full adventure of yeah, some thank sort. thank you. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And so let's kind of outline the funnel then. Mm-hmm. So just taking a classic sales funnel analysis. And so you've got, let's call it four steps here. Users are aware. So the awareness step, then the discovery step, the evaluation step. And then as we were talking about, the purchase step. You've, yeah. you've actually gone and bought the full thing. Yeah. Um, and so, starting with the awareness step, I guess like that's sort of like the TV shows, right? Or... Yeah, that's
0: your TV shows, or that's um, friends or relatives um, telling you about this this thing called D and D. So it's really just you're first aware that this thing exists, mm-hmm. and then I guess moving on to the discovery that is that is probably more so the sort of beginning of the research phase for you, I suppose. Like you might visit visit the website. Or you might um, look at it somewhere else. There might be this um, library or community center flyer where it says, you know, attend this session. And you might think, oh, maybe I will. That sounds interesting. You know, kind of that finding out a little bit more about it.
1: Mm -hmm. And then I guess that then leads you to the evaluation step of either well, you could try the try the session that's at the community center or the library or what is our ideal evaluation yeah. step, which is this purchase the starter set and actually at home with your three or four friends really put on a game and experience mm-hmm. it for yourself.
0: Yeah. And then as a the last step, that's the purchase. So that would be after ideally you have bought the starter set and you have tried your first um, campaign. campaign, you will then go and buy the the, the big rule book or another campaign and and so on exactly so that would be the sales funnel and again the interesting thing here is that within what we've called the evaluation phase that's where you already make your first purchase so it's slightly different than a, a normal sale
1: which actually this this sort of raises an interesting like this is a complete sidebar here but like I wonder why Wizards doesn't attempt to do more tracking of their their like physical rule book purchases. Like I would, if I were Wizards and I were a product manager there, I would include a little code in that book, in Mm -hmm. the starter set and in the rule books and say, hey, register your rule book here to get, uh, you want to have some sort of honeypot here to attract people to do it. But then you can really knit together the sales funnel and Mm -hmm. say, look, X percent of the people who buy the starter set go on to buy Like and just knowing what they buy next, do they go and buy the player's handbook, or do they then mm-hmm. go and buy an adventure? Like this would be fascinating. And at the moment, I'm not aware of like I've bought a bunch of books, um, mm-hmm. and but never
0: with any kind of referral onto something, uh, you know, or
1: any way of any any way of wizards, um, attaching it to yeah. me as yeah, a, as yeah. a purchaser because I've bought them from a bunch of different sources, and so yeah. they they wouldn't know. So it seems like a missed opportunity here a little bit. Yeah. Wizards, give us a call. <laughs> that I think then gives us a bit of a guidance as to what the demo needs to achieve right
0: yeah exactly so i guess the points here would be that you know the demo should be fun enough that you you want to invite other friends to it um try people have people who want to try it with you and kind of what you were alluding to just then it needs an obvious path forward so a code would be great but even just having something like hey if you've purchased the um the starter campaign, why not purchase this and this and this next? And like, like this and, is your next step. I'd even make
1: it really obvious of like I think I think actually Wizards does this bit pretty well because at the end of the starter set, you're at like you're at level five, I think. And mm-hmm. then they say, Okay, your characters have now done or like mm-hmm. beaten the villain X. Why not, like, take them forward into campaign, into the next campaign, and they can just continue from here? Like, they Mm -hmm. they try to make it completely smooth transition to... Like don't stop. This is not a hard stop. This is just the first step on like on the rest of your journey.
0: And they do tell you which campaign to buy next.
1: Uh, I think they did. Like they've got at the time um, the starter set. Then there was only one campaign, and so they Mm -hmm. led you straight to that. But they've also they've done their best with the campaigns to say, hey, if you've come from the starter set and you're level five, go straight in Uh, here. I see. Yeah. Kind of thing. So they've Mm -hmm. they've done their best to kind of knit it together quite like as explicitly as possible Mm -hmm. exactly okay um so yeah yeah, so i guess i I guess like the point is really like make the evaluation to purchase transition seamless right yes Mm. yeah exactly well so that's it i I think that's that's kind of it for demos like i think we've got a pretty good picture of Mm -hmm. how we'd approach the demo world for our launch part of the uh D&D tales. Meaning
0: product. we are ready. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: so I guess we're I guess we're done. You've just walked through with us over these last three episodes our new what started as a D&D for seniors product but actually evolved into much more of a what we're calling D&D tales, right? So yep. it's actually more like a D&D product meant for people who want the storytelling aspect more so than the mechanics.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and yeah, we talked through discovery, delivery and launch stuff. Um, yeah, and so, I guess we've got some summaries, right?
0: Yeah, I was just going to give a quick summary of um, telling you again what we talked about. So basically, our first episode really focused on the user persona and the main takeaway is that that is someone who enjoys the storytelling aspect of D&D but doesn't want necessarily want to deal with the complexity or the learning curve. Then in our ep- uh, second episode, we said to keep the tone and style similar to original D&D, but focus on this version being accessible and non-threatening. And then we've also had the whole discussion about naming this product. So we that was when we walked away from D&D for Seniors and turned towards D&D Tales. In this episode, you may remember from <laughs> just now, The main takeaway here is that the best demo is to experience the fun yourself. So what's important for that then is that we need to provide an easy, low-risk way of doing so.
1: Mm -hmm. I guess in the spirit of bonus value for our listeners, (laughs) uh, we wanted to leave you with a a a bit of an idea of what else we could have talked about. Because obviously packaging a whole new product development process into three 20-minute episodes, uh, you you kind of...
0: We've done our best.
1: We have done our best, but uh, (laughs) inevitably like it's a bit of a lossy compression algorithm. Yep. So uh, some other questions we definitely would have wanted to spend plenty of time on had we had the time would have been things like pricing and packaging would have been a really interesting angle. Like where is the price point relative to DD Classic? Like, are you saying, mm-hmm. anyway, don't want to go into it. As yep. we said, don't have enough time. <laughs> but yeah, the whole unboxing experience too. Yeah, um, We alluded to the user research last time that we would want to do, but there's a whole, we could do episodes, we could do a whole season worth of user <laughs> research. Like uh, throughout all of what we've done, we would want to be talking to users and really understanding mm-hmm. uh, what, what they want and how they behave. And then, yeah, like even just things like, differences in artwork and the language used within mm-hmm. the product like how is how should this differ and how how should you understand the process by which you make the decision on how, on how it should be different. Like this would also be super interesting to unpack. So yeah,
0: absolutely. So these, much to think about.
1: Exactly. If you have any thoughts on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. would love oh, to yeah. continue this conversation. Oh, yeah, so for sure. get in touch in the comments or email us. Yeah,
0: um, that is it for our d mini series. Yeah, I
1: hope you've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I, I did. It was very exciting. Same.
1: Nice to, nice to try a new uh, new format. But this yeah. is, is not the end, right?
0: This is not the end. It's just the start. <laughs> it's just the beginning. <laughs> just the beginning of it. Just quickly to say that, as always, you'll find all links on our website, com, And then we are back next week already. And that is, we are back with a new mini-series.
1: Another three-part.
0: Another three-part. And this one is going to be on open borders. (sighs) Yeah, so serious. a bit more of a serious topic.
1: Phew, but still a uh, discovery, delivery, launch. Um, Correct. But uh, yeah, hope you'll join us then. It's been a real pleasure talking to you about D&D. And till then, stay safe. Talk to you then.
0: Talk to you then. Bye.
1: Bye.